That's because you like to poke my poke me. Not you, like you like instigators. Well, not instigating, but definitely asking questions that you know. I think instigating is probably not too strong a word. You leaving the Lee Pace photo on my desk yesterday after I told you that I didn't want it. Like, well, that's that different. About? That's that's something that should happen. Why wouldn't that's you the want the Lee Pace photo? Ah, all of you guys. Oh my God, he wanted me to put it up on my wall of men at my desk. Uh, you have a, a wall of men at your I desk. Have a yes. Wall of men at my desk. So, he wanted right, me to add right, the photo. Let me, on let me there. guess. Let me guess. Okay, all right, here let's go. see how those okay. are. Right. Nathan Fillion is the easy one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Chris Hemsworth and not Chris Evans. Neither of those. Nope. I know. I, there, there, I talk about answer. some guys all the time. Um, Actually, I I'm going to say think about vampires. Apollo. Hmm? Apollo? Uh, not nope. Apollo, but uh, right show, wrong actor. Yeah. The easy one. Come on. The, the one she talked about on the vampire show a lot. I don't. I only know the one that you talk about all the time, <laughs> and that's the Maybe same one. It's the, the same. Su- the similarity. Summer haters yeah. on there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Summer what now? Some summer hater. I want to say Holder. That kid looks like he's fifteen. Uh, I got Battlestar though, right? Really there is two archers on there. Oh yes, there are. Good call. Yes, I, I pay attention. Yes, 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 you do. All right, well, I'm going to skip the archers because the one at least is really easy. Easy archers, two archers. One's purple and one's from uh, uh, the uh, one with a ring show. I'm, uh, yeah. A yeah. ring show? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would have thought that was a good hint. Uh, the right, Lord so Jer- of. Jeremy Renner. Yes. Oh, yes. and Legolas, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he looks like such a wimp. Well, you know, I actually, it's funny. I'm not a fan of Orlando Bloom. I just like Legolas. Because okay, I've seen Orlando to, Bloom and stuff. I'm going to need you to explain, though, <laughs> okay, why yes. Legolas is okay, yes. but Lee Pace in The Hobbit is not. Is he going to be in The He's Hobbit? He's The Hobbit? I had no oh idea. God. I didn't know. I've been, so, I've been so no. up on, um, oh, okay. uh, what is his name, like it. Martin being the guy who's actually going to be The I'm Hobbit. I'm glad we have so another Lee Pace, that, so. uh, you know. A Lee Pace fan. Yes. I should have saved the photo for you. Instead, I defaced it and put it back in his desk. Yeah, it said, uh, oh, Andrew, I'll make a pie for you. And Hearts like, and stars all around there. It's kind of right, creepy. I had BSG right. Yes. So second choice would be Anders? Yes. Yes. Same Anders. It's a million guesses. It's but... okay. Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva, along with two of the greatest geeks in the world. Andrew Plyne. Elizabeth Wallace. And today, a very special guest. We have ranted and raved about the birds at play. We have one of the very special ladies here tonight. Hi, Amanda Schaefer. Welcome to the Comic Issues Podcast. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. We've been trying to uh, find an opportunity to, uh, to get you... Uh, or Lauren, the other birds of Birds of Play, uh, onto the podcast. Uh, but it's finally happened. We finally did it. Uh, and uh, it kind of seems like good timing, considering cosplayers are under attack. Both you uh, and Lauren are professional cosplayers. It- I I actually definitely would not say that we are professional. Oh, cosplayers. you girls! You girls are professional. <laughs> I've professional. seen these costumes. They sure Maybe as heck look professional. Attitude is professional, but I don't. I'm not really sure there is such thing as a professional cosplayer. Okay. That's, if there That's is, you've fair, reached that level, I yes. think. Yeah. If ever there was one. Yeah. Well, the birds you. of play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, could, uh, you girls just got a, uh, there's a live modeling gig in LA that you're doing. Yeah, we're gonna be um, we're gonna be doing a live art class with Billy Martinez. Right. Which I'm really Sweet. excited about because he's an amazing artist. Professional. I guess. 
We are getting paid in comic books. That's, oh, that's if totally I can get paid fine. in comic books, I'd be perfectly fine. Wonder if I can I, I wouldn't negotiate eat, my contract. But, <laughs> but that's that's super cool. So, uh, like I said, the, the cosplayers are kind of came under attack this week, and it's 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 really bothered uh, it's bothered all of us. We've kind of talked about it before. A couple months ago, um, Joe Peacock made similar statements, and now kind of coming from within the industry, Tony Harris. Uh, of um, Ex Machina and Supreme, I think. Um, he made some very harsh, unmistakable remarks about cosplayers. And he's, and not only that, but a backhanded um, remark against all other geeks, calling them, you know, low self esteem and, um, you know, I, I suppose easily to manipulate. He's saying that. You know, How could you have low self-esteem when you're dressed up in like costumes that I wouldn't? No, yeah. no, I think the the audience mm-hmm. is the portion that's supposed to. Yeah, be yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, audience. Like, okay, like you and all me. The, all oh, okay. The poor boys who just can't even handle being around girls. Goodness, right? Oh, so oh my god! I just had the problem being around that Silver Surfer guy, but that was because his. Uh, <laughs> it's a completely different issue. His surfboard was hanging out. I mean, like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it was. True. And you guys all laughed at me. <laughs> Um, and, and like he completely left out, uh, male cosplayers, which is just makes the entire statement even more unfair, mm-hmm. uh, and really outrageous. So we thought it'd be an excellent opportunity, uh, all the stars aligned and, uh, we were able to get Amanda onto the podcast to, to kind of, you know, discuss again, why cosplayers keep, uh, coming under fire for not being, Real geeks just because, you know, they're dressing up in costumes. Not cosplayers. Girls. Specific, yeah, yeah. Girls who look a certain way. Yeah. Attractive women yep. okay. who dress uh, in cosplay and go to the conventions. If they weren't that pretty or their costumes weren't that good, he wouldn't have a problem with it, I don't think. But if you I get agree. both of those together, yeah. That's God, fair. God really fair. You know? um, I it's It's hard to really... Even imagine if you put this on paper, yeah, and you read it, it would say, uh, you know, the, the the someone of the comic book industry, and who you know is you have to assume he assume he would call himself a geek, mm-hmm. criticizes attractive women for showing an interest in the his, in his world in yeah, his yeah. community. Like on paper, that seems outrageous. Why would you ever exclude one, mm-hmm. really anybody, to uh, a community that? at least found its base in, you know, pulling together those who were shunned by uh, popular know, kids. I can't, I can't those damn it. jocks, <laughs> right? Cheerleaders and jocks. Yeah. It, it, it seems outrageous, and but it seems just so unfair to make the blanket statement that uh, with the exception of the few that he knows – the rest of them uh, are, are not geeks. Uh, I've known uh, you through the con circuit for a little bit, and I know you're legit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I wanted to have you onto the podcast so you can kind of, uh, you know, give your perspective uh, as a cosplayer, as a female, as a geek. Well, I would like to point out that your impression of me as legit is completely irrelevant because no one should get to choose who is legit. And no, who good and, point. And you're right. Even though you know me personally, but yeah. you know, it's a just point. wanted to say that. That that is fair. That is fair. Um, but I mean, it it is uh, for some reason 
legitimacy does well, seem to be uh yeah like it's, it seems to be almost criteria. like something yeah a criteria yeah. but then of course it, it it does raise an interesting question if there is a sort of criteria to be a geek you know in general because like I, I know i know some people that qualify themselves as a geek but then you're like oh what what have you watched you know what have you seen and they haven't seen you know like the core elements that you're just like wait you haven't even seen you know like a blade runner is one of those ones you know like, or one man's geek is another man's poser. Yeah, and right. that's that's very true too. But it's it's interesting because you have you have individuals that don't like read comic books or participate in a lot of the facets, but just wear glasses and call themselves a geek. You know, like it's I don't know. I just found it to be kind of an interesting topic. Once again, I mean, I feel like we're going to be retreading ground that we went over with the peacock oh, discussion. But it's if who is it hurting? I mean, once yeah, again, that's, you know, that's what you were thing. saying is nobody should really pick, you know, you're legit, you're, you're not. But if somebody is sitting there calling themselves a geek, but they're not actually a geek, well, okay, agree with them or disagree with them, but who are they hurting? And that's interesting, too, because that's what we kind of fought against. You know, as a geek, you know, you had the popular crew, yeah. and they were popular because they follow the popular thing, and now we're kind of popular because right. geeks have kind of taken over, and now we're shunning... Right. We're telling other people, no, we you don't have the power. Now. You don't yeah. belong with our group now because that never happened to us. No, all, certainly you know? not. Yeah. I mean, well, in the convention circuit, particularly, though, if they're there, then that should be qualifier enough. Yeah. yeah. If you bought a ticket, especially yeah. Yeah, you're spending one hundred and twenty dollars just to walk through the door. Yeah. Oh, or you waited up all night to just get that one click in yeah. for the uh-huh. Comic-Con yeah. pass. Yeah. Yeah. If you bothered to find out about the event, bothered to show up. Yeah, yeah. And then especially if you bother to show up in costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, Oh, that's, that's commitment. Really? That's I, I've, I've, yeah. I, it, it seems impossible to, to deny really, uh, nearly any cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I read comics. I have this podcast. I write articles. All those things would be considered geeky. At least, you know, yeah, yeah. every coworker I have mm-hmm. definitely seems to think so. But I get to do it from the safety of my home, behind a microphone, at a computer, and you put yourself out there in the spotlight. Yep. Like it seems so yeah. much braver and more confident about. Uh, you know what you really care about well because you get to brave those the socially inept people that kind of creep you out a little bit at those conventions that's that's not too much of a concern oh really yeah it's really not that bad at all i've had very few negative experiences with people being legitimately creepy right one thing you do get a lot though is people who want to test you yeah. You want to ask yeah. about how many issues yeah. have you read? How big's you your collection? What do you arc? Yeah. How many costumes, or excuse me, how many comics do you have bagged and boarded at home? So apparently, if you're going to wear the costume, you have to pass a test first, you know, and get all the yeah. quiz answers right, That's and you know, um, get registered someplace as a legitimate <laughs> yeah. geek. Apparently, so. yeah, and then you get a little card in the mail that yes. you can just whip out whenever. Mm-hmm. So card carrying geek, helpful. yeah. Exactly. And if not, the Sentinels come after you. Um, and I suppose just from, um, from, from history being, you know, being a geek and a nerd have been predominantly, uh, males and yeah, only, it's kind of like a, a boys club almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it kind of became a boys club, not to say that there was never any girls, but something in the last at least 10 to 15 years gave girls the confidence to start stepping out saying, yes, I loved Blade Runner. Or, yes, Han did shoot first. This is some bullshit. Damn right he did. That's absolutely true. 
uh, and but they're coming up against this wall, you know, this glass ceiling. Because mm-hmm. of course, you know, many people would say, "Oh no, it's all equal. Everybody's cool." But we keep continually running into comments like these. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same goes for like Twilight. I mean, being at Comic Con, that was like a big issue. A lot of people were pissed because they're like, "Well, they don't belong there." And I'm like, "Yeah." I remember like five other vampire series that I wasn't into. You know, may they may not sparkle in the sunlight, but you know, granted, they were allowed there. I mean, it does seem like it's been something kind of recent, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the last year or two. Yeah, Cause I've been going to conventions casually for probably like six or seven years now, and that's not something I really remember seeing. No, until fairly recently, and especially going back earlier than that. I mean. Wendy Peeney, one of the authors of the Elf, Elf Quest Another series. Elf Quest? You, so you've read? <laughs> um, a little bit of okay, it. Okay, so somebody who's actually heard of it. Yes. I've, I've heard, heard of it. And I love Wendy. I always make a point She's to go talk to her. Very sweet. She's very but sweet. have you seen the pictures of her as, Wed's, as Red Sonia? Yes, I have. Yes, I know. She is hot. Yep. She looks crazy And she's hot. not afraid to wear that costume, too. No. I mean, there's not a lot to it. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd say the Red Sonia costume, is, if I remember oh, correctly, yeah. is uh, pretty is, risque. Is, is she the one that you usually always see uh, in that in the, the coin mail bikini? Then, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's been a while since she, she... When was the last time she did it? It was more in the 70s and 60s and 70s. She was really rocking that costume. And then, but now she's a major name in the, in the yeah. industry, mm-hmm. and no one's ever said anything like that about her. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's easy to uh, denounce the nameless crowd True. than to point out, oh, oh this person. Because that person, you know, especially uh, someone like Wendy, has a fan base. You know, but you at, upset at the fan point, base. At, mm-hmm. at that point, I'm not really sure if she did. I'm not 100% yeah, I don't know. sure I don't remember cause when I, she... I, but yeah, I, I think she was doing that before ElfQuest got really... I mean, once ElfQuest took off, everybody knew her name. But yeah, I think that was before, so... Well, I'd be even, curious to see what she has to say about her experiences dressing in that costume. Were they good or bad? But nobody ever brings it up now. Well, even before, though, like when I was running the... Because I used to go to conventions all the time back before it was kind of a pop thing. And I sound all hipster there. Uh, but <laughs> essentially, the cosplayers were almost... It almost was like a worship. Like it was... They were the, the idols of the convention as in, wow, look what they're doing. Like we're here to buy comic books. But look at the detail they put into that costume. You know, like look at the... I, but I, I still think it's 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 kind of that way. Well, yeah, but this is the first time I've ever seen such a negative yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spin Anyone on things. Shit for it. Yeah, I mean, because back in the day, it was like when the Klingons walked past, it was almost an honor, or a stormtrooper walking <laughs> past. You're just you'd almost was, drop to rare. a knee. Yeah, you'd be yeah. like, holy shit, it's the Klingons. Everyone drop to your knees. You know, don't make them mad. They're Klingons. You <laughs> don't know, don't look them in the eye. Yeah. But but now it you know you get that kind of negativity and it's 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 strange to me because like I don't I don't understand where that's coming from because uh, I I never cosplayed myself but my wife did and I remember the effort that went into making that costume and it wasn't made overnight it was made yeah. you know, over a week to two weeks into that last night where we were up to like three in the morning assembling a costume mm-hmm. and then there's putting it on which is also not a simple process either. I mean, I'm, I can't. You probably could speak more to it because you know you're an actual cosplayer. But I've spent eight hours getting into full costume and makeup. Oh, God, I believe it. I one believe day it. of costuming. Crud. Yeah, yeah. Which is not something I'm ever going to do again. Hopefully. Which costume was yeah, it? Yeah, well, which one? Uh, Frankie Stein from Monster High. Oh, okay. Which nice. I can see that makeup. being complicated. Yeah, yeah, head to toe body paint, contacts, prosthetics, super glue everywhere on my body. Nice. 
it, it, it's it's almost difficult to really even uh, I don't know, get a footing to to argue against because at least to me personally it seems so uh, outrageous. How can you not call them uh, or not consider them like minded geeks, like minded people? Well, because the people making these kind of comments think that there's some sort of agenda. Mm. And that's yeah. the part I can't really figure out is what exactly the supposed gain is. I mean, well, the, the only thing I could say for that, like, is like, I was trying to figure out about E3 way back in the day, they used to have booth babes mm-hmm. and that was their kind of go-to thing. And it was interesting because in one side I'm like, Holy shit, she looks like Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, God, that's just a little degrading to women. I felt like to have like, like a booth babe having to sell the game because it wasn't the game wasn't what was drawing everyone in at points. It was the booth. Well, babe. if we're talking about Bayonetta, well, okay, Bayonetta is a bad example, yeah. but uh, but we there was other things like that. I was like, holy shit, it's you know Kasume from Dead or Alive, yeah. you know shit like that. To where I'm like, I like the characters, but the cheesecake atmosphere of it almost kind of degrades the the quality of the of the game but that's that's a different thing that's like selling a game versus well, going I to mean, a convention like I, th- I think booth babes um i mean nowadays i think because cosplay has become so popular some of those uh lines may um blur and yeah crisscross uh, people are hiring cosplayers to be their their booth babes um but for the most part booth babes don't bother me very much as long as um like the, the the costume or the character they're portraying itself isn't tasteless. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you, you if you get a bunch of, you know, Black Widows and Wonder Womans and whatnot, that's that's fine. But then you get towards, like, Xenoscope oh, yeah, and yeah. their cheesecake books, and I'm like, well... Well, it's interesting, because E3, they were hiring not cosplayers. They were hiring professional Actually, models. And that doesn't bother me, because that's a job to them. Oh, it is, yeah. Well, it's funny what you said about it. You thought that it was a little degrading to women, you know, having to sell these games. I was thinking... So that it was degrading to the guys. It was kind of what That's he was. That's the way I see it. Yeah, too. exactly. Because it's like these weak-willed men, and we can exactly. make them buy They're whatever we you want. A bunch of drooling apes who can be lured in. Thank by you. Boobs. Exactly. That's well. That's I mean, on to you. be fair, <laughs> I know it's, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I know there's a little truth in that, but you know, not to that extent. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it it, it is absolutely no secret that uh, sex sells in 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 our culture. So. You put someone attractive, male or female, at the front of your uh, of your booth. You're going to get a little more attention. Mm-hmm. Then it's your job to then sell your product. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said in the uh, in the Peacock podcast, that I do fear an element uh, in the conventions that uh, may be exploited. People who dress up, who go to the conventions, who don't have the heart of a geek. And that are handing out their business cards like, oh, I'm here to just try and, you know, progress my modeling career. See, that's an interesting take, too, because this is the other thing. At the same time, because, I, I, you know, that argument is very valid, but then you have artists that are all doing the same thing. We're all there pimping. And, like, and like where does the artistry go into line? I mean, you're making a costume. You're, it's not like you can go and be like, oh, I'm going to go buy a cloud costume at Party City. They don't mm-hmm. make that. You have to construct that out of something. You know, so to a degree, it's like, well, I understand, but we're as as an artist myself, I do that all the time. When I'm there, I'm networking because I need to, you know, I want to be successful in life. Also, though, have you really ever experienced that? Someone who has said to you, I am not interested in this whatsoever. I am only here to further my modeling career. Um, I do feel I've met, uh, I met one cosplayer at uh, Kamikaze, not this last one, but Mm -hmm. the one before. I think I know you were talking about, too. Um... 
And I'm not going to say your name because yeah. I don't know her. So, you know, I don't want anyone to prejudge her off of anything I say. But uh, she handed uh, she handed us a card. And later I went to her Facebook and just saw, like, it's all it just is, kind of very just scantily clad. Yeah, not safe for um, work type of. Kind of just modeling photos. Not any of it was anything I would consider cosplay. Just costuming and all of it very sexualized and. And and I kind of feel like I mean if if someone's gonna go, then it sh- conventions should be for for the people who care about what's inside on the tables and what's in the panels, and not just like oh this is a popular thing. Well, I have two responses to that. Oh, cool. One being that out of the dozens of conventions that you've gone to and cosplayers that you've interacted really with, yeah. yeah, you can only think no. of one, and it is. People are talking about it like it's some sort of epidemic. And no, and, and I would not, not say true. it is. No, yeah. no. Uh, I mean, to, to make a, I would never make a blanket statement. Uh, it's it's just this kind of leeriness, and I think it's because, uh, and again, I think we kind of mentioned it uh, on the previous podcast about this, is that we came like we all come from a generation just before the current generation of geeks, where it took a lot of work. To be into what you wanted, and so that's true. There, and, there could be and an so element. So you hold it maybe a little closer to heart, and you're a little more defensive. I think that's another thing where the the, the peacocks and um, the the Tony Harris's are coming from. Well, yeah, because they're they're, just, they're even old. Like our generation, they're before. Yeah, us. They're, they're older than us. Yeah, and that that means even even more difficult. Oh yeah, yeah, because we to, at least could climb on the backs of. That explains the higher level of bitterness in their and, articles. And, yeah, yeah. Not to defend their statements, because I'm appalled by what both of them said, but if it's coming from just a, a lashing, a blind lashing out of just being defensive, I understand about being defensive, but mm-hmm. you never should have made such a blanket statement so boldly, and especially in the case of Tony Harris, so blatantly and bluntly mm-hmm. uh, to, to damn cosplayers all together and and specifically the women because that's unfair because there's a lot of dudes out there cosplaying too and there's actually that's been more of an epidemic i think the um the growing male cosplay not the growing male the the frat boys is what i've referred to them as there's it's frat boy thor who just shows up with the plastic thor helmet uh and he's wearing a speedo essentially and all he's doing he's essentially doing what they're talking about he's showing up there to get yeah i think um, women i think derek uh mentioned that uh uh, he's just there to kind of show off and just try and pick up on the meek women who go to conventions. Which is See, I don't really think that's a thing either. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just haven't noticed. But that's something that I've... Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen that's been something recent. Like, I, like when I went to a convention and I saw... It was like one time, it was like a dude just... Like, he had a, like an Iron Man t-shirt or something pulled up over his head to show off his abs. And he's like, I'm Iron Man! And like all the girls are like... Ah! Well, and you're like, going to have douchebags no matter where yeah, you go. Yeah, that definitely, so. but Actually, geeks can no, be douchebags, too. I feel like too. I have noticed the douchebag presence a little more in, in yeah, recent yeah. years. Not so much dressing up, mm-hmm. but it does seem like... You know, and who knows? Maybe there's a cause and effect there. It seems like, you know, the more hot cosplayer girls you get, it does seem like there are a pretty large... Pers- oh, oh, that's probably not true. It seems like there's a few people that I've noticed mm-hmm. who are there just to... They look should. at girls and take mm-hmm. pictures and who don't seem to be doing too much else. Yeah, yeah. and I've seen the dark side of that too. Yeah, and like and and those along with like any kind of model trying to progress their career, like I lump them together. They're the people who 
don't have the heart of a geek that I kind of feel you dirty my convention. Yeah, it was it's the heart of the but, curve. But how is the model trying to further her career any different than the jewelry maker yep, or artist, artist or sword maker? I guess the only difference yeah. is they bought a booth. They bought a table. So But then they, the other people paid money to get in. Yeah, yeah. True. True. So, I mean, one admittance is, is the same as another. Um, I just don't see who they hurt, you know? If you get well, a... One thing I think. Sorry, no, no, no. I think that Tony Harris was implying that I one undercurrent that I seem to be getting from that is that he feels like he is losing something. Yeah. Meaning money, sales, attention for his booth from these cosplayers who are in his vicinity. Oh, the competition. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I yeah. Yeah. At, at the end rant. at the end of his statement, he he mentions that uh, cosplayers are taking the attention away from the vendors and the artists and the writers. Well, then let's just make cosplay con and get it over with. I mean, <laughs> that isn't that Dragon Con? I think oh, that's maybe. Anime, so what is he? What is he saying? He wants to make sure that everything in his immediate area is bland enough that well, his I, stuff gets more attention. I can see what more? he's talking about in a way because the older conventions, it was literally booths, and you you would have like a Klingon or a Stormtrooper, and that was walking to a booth to sell something. You know, like it wasn't. But that's not fun. I, yeah, I don't. I I don't see how any cosplayers could be taking away anything. Well, I could just say that, like, as I go to, like, okay, as a convention goer, like, Anime Expo is a, is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. I used to go there to buy anime merchandise. Mm-hmm. Now that anime merchandise is easier, you know, to get online, yeah. I'm not going there as much to buy anime as much as I'm like, there's going to probably be some really sick cosplayers out there. Yeah, I mean, like... We always look forward to the, to the cosplay, mm-hmm. um, or or the video games that are on display. It's and I, I could see where like the convention atmosphere has changed because it used to be solely about the artists and the vendors. I mean, that's why I went to a convention. Yeah, but then, then then with the big conventions, like movies showed up. Oh yeah, yeah, that's changed the demographic as well. Because I mean, and that's something we've but all I, talked I mean, about. Like, I think that's changed every major convention period, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it. I mean, if he wants to yell at somebody, well, you yell, yell it. Paramount and Fox and and all and Sony. Robert Pattinson and Robert Pattinson yell at them for taking attention. But he didn't away. want to go yell at them. He wanted to yell at women. So. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I guess if you were trying to put um, parameters on uh, what belongs in a convention, like you mentioned the uh, like the jewelry makers and the sword guys, you don't really agree with them kind of being at at no, a con. No, I don't mind them being there at all. Okay. But I just don't think if you're going to start picking out yeah, yeah. what yeah, doesn't exactly. belong. Okay, okay. How I'm much with you. does that? But then, of course, you know, the sword guy, as long as he does have the blade sword. And he has the sword of omen. And that's pretty neat, too. But how much is he going to tell you about blade? Yeah. (laughs) Is it okay to walk up to him and quiz him? I like that. Okay, so the next convention we go to, we go and quiz Sword Man. (laughs) No, he has sharp items. I don't know that you want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you want to quiz the This is called the Klingon Warblade. How do you like your blood wine? (laughs) Tell me what episodes the Warblade shows up in. Oh, I I could not do that. He's like, kid. It's a piece of metal. Yeah. All right. You're gonna Quit buy it or what? You're gonna buy. <laughs> this buy isn't a library. Read. I'm not trying to read the blade. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read anyway. Yeah. Get off my back, old man. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I can't help but feel that there there are qualities that make uh, a, a geek a geek by title, and uh, and there are things that are not and. That might be an unfair opinion of mine, but uh, it it, kind of seems to me like it it exists regardless of, you know, if it's fair or not. 
Um, I mean, just around the table, do we kind of feel like there there is geek and then there is not geek? There gets to be a, I don't know, there's, it's, it's, there's like somebody who is obviously not geek and somebody who obviously is, but most of life is going to be made of that gray area in the yeah, middle. Yeah, I mean, life is a gray area. And then uh, who's who's to say that this not geek is suddenly going to find something that he geeks out on and then becomes what we would qualify as a geek? Like, uh, I put it in the um, geek question today. Like, what oh, are, yeah. What, what would you qualify? Qualities. Because yeah. I don't want to say this is the definition because it's far too uh, um, definitive. Like uh, as as an example, I put up, uh, you know, uh, a sports fan with a with a fantasy football team. He's he knows all these stats by heart. He knows he knows old players from his favorite teams. What's the difference between that and knowing the X Men Blue and Gold lineup from '96? Like, aren't these two the same? But one is clearly considered geeky, and the other is clearly not. Well, the uh, the post I saw was uh, like the fantasy football people care about different stats than D and D people care about. But they're still stats. But they're yeah. stats, nonetheless, and they both actually, if you break it down, they both involve math somewhere down the line. Granted. Well, one thing that I think different, differentiates the two is if you say to a fantasy football player, like, "Hey, that's really nerdy," yeah. they get mad. You know I what? As soon as, I, as soon as I find some people, because none of my friends happen to do it, because. Well, the fantasy football person that was in the house has left, so we can't Uh, ask him. So uh, we could have had it on the podcast. I could have asked him if he was a geek. Yeah, and he'd be like, no, because he wouldn't watch Scott Pilgrim with me. Um, Because, like, a lot of people consider, oh, it's it's the passion, it's the obsession. It's not it's not just a casual hobby. It's that one step further. That's when you cross over into geekdom, but. Uh, the, I would say that the, the the sports fan that knows all the statistics and the comic book reader who knows all the writers and artists, that looks exactly the same when it mm-hmm. comes to obsession and whatnot. So I, is it is it the obsession or is it the, the 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 focus itself? I think it's the socially acceptable element. Yeah. I mean, it's a little easier to be a geek now because a lot of things are in the pop culture. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you like sports, but even then there's still a line. No, there. There is, but I mean, if you like sports, it's considered you know American pastime, and it's popular, and yeah, you know, lots yeah, of people yeah. are into it. How could you be a geek? But if you're into comic books, there's still a little bit of a there's stigma to it. Yeah, so. I think yeah. a big part of it is the willingness to step away from reality, mm-hmm. which True people well. don't people don't put sports into that category. No, but if you take it way too far, then eventually it does go there. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it is. It is fantasy football. It's not you know. <laughs> Real life. I mean, I know sure, it's, it's not real football. Well, no, it's just it's it's interesting because you know I know people that do actually bring up like they have a league with old retired players and shit mm-hmm. like that where it's it is really fantasy. It's like oh Babe Ruth is up to bat again. You're like well he's been dead for is he a zombie? And they're like what's a zombie? Oh, I totally want to play that game. Zombie Babe Ruth. Yeah, <laughs> I fight zombie Babe Ruth. Oh, that'd be pretty awesome. I just put a nail through like my Louis Louisville Slugger, and it's on. And he's fucking on. If Walking Dead has taught me anything, it's like... You, you I'm need a fucking a, point. Center field. Oh, yeah. Knock that head right <laughs> off. Plunk. Need a crossbow, though. That's where it's at. Nah, it's a zombie. He's whack his head off. I don't know. Especially dude. a zombie that would be that old. <laughs> no. Well, you would hope so. You know his bones are made of mush. Well, but he ate a lot and he's really fat, so maybe the fat has, like, oiled the, the joints a little bit. No? I don't think that's how zombies work. No. <laughs> 
I'm just throwing it out there as a you know, an idea. I don't, I don't think they get limber after eating. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying they. Well, actually, I can almost see that. You know, doused with a little bit of blood, a little yeah. bit of lubrication going on. They're not vampires, though. They, no, there is no healing for a, for a zombie. No, but, no, but uh, that's would... why it would all dry up eventually. Okay, but, while but there, it's there's fresh. only deterioration. Like, like how you polish ivory? Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. For I was going to go with the Tin Man with there. some oil, but you know, it's true. Ivory works too. Now I'm going. I see where you're going. With now that. I'm going Tin Man vampire, and I'm like, Ooh, Tin Man vampire, robot vampire. Isn't that just? Wait a minute. No, that doesn't no, no, make no, sense. Doesn't make sense. No, yeah, I yeah. thought about it for a second. I'm like, ah, unless no. unless he's biting other robots and drinking their oil. Okay. All right, we're starting I'm somewhere. Going, going a little for that. All right, All right. Maybe, maybe. I think this could be a thing, guys. <laughs> then shiny robot vampires would be okay because yes. they're just highly polished. They yes. they sparkle in the sunlight. That's but... right. That's right. Exactly. They glimmer. Exactly. Right. Oh God. Let's never talk about this again. <laughs> Starring Robert Pattinson. I'm getting distracted. I need to just get yeah. away from this. I'm like, wait a minute. Directed by Michael Bay. No. He's an alien from another planet. <laughs> Why does he want to shit on my child? <laughs> At least the Ninja Turtle talk is gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, now. I now, hope... Now it's just Transformers 4, which I've already... Oh, I've written given. off. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's going to happen, though, you're right? I, actually, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for to watch you crack, because I know what's happening. I know Hot Rod is going to be in this. Oh, my God. Don't... Fucking say it! Don't yeah. Don't even yeah. fucking say it, dude. Because they're doing Ask it. They, for me. they said it's going to be four years in the future. I, and I've heard talk that it, there's going to be some Cybertron shit going on. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Don't don't do this. <laughs> right, to me, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna take bets right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll see it. Yeah, he'll no, see it. No, he'll crack, it. and you'll pay Are for my so ticket. <laughs> They get uh, they get Judd Nelson to come back. And oh yeah! Oh soon. my God! How cool would that be? No, it wouldn't. They're like, we did a shot for shot remake of Transformers the movie. Cool. I'm like, ooh, no! Now you lost me. <laughs> they did a shot for shot because the story would automatically be better. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I'm just the Transformers wouldn't look the way they're supposed to look. That's right. the problem. Yeah. I, I just won't. And Stan Bush problem. comes back to do the theme songs. <laughs> In does all he do new 80s? ones, or does he still do the 80s one? He does the 80s one, but Twisted Sister comes back to do a new one. <laughs> you forgot that they were in that album, didn't you? They're all broke. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they're all way broke. Anyway, that's... that's way off topic. Slightly, and this is why we edit We, yes. we veered by far. So, uh, kind of to get back on what you said, Elizabeth, um, like, does it just seem like maybe no matter what... Uh, it is it's society that is just never going to allow a uh, uh, a clear view that uh, the, the the passion is still the same. It's just that's this person's hobby and this is this person's hobby. But this person society deems is is geeky. And there's no way to really I, I think I mean, circumvent things can, that. Things can change. I was just trying to think of other things. I mean, we know we've got the sports obsession thing. What are other things? That I, we- I, what are other things that people are obsessed the with? Family that you trees. Call it? Uh, yeah, genealogy. Yeah, yeah, genealogy is so a what huge. What about whether it's your genealogy versus like the genealogy Ar- of the Cullen Ar- clan? <laughs> genealogy, yeah, or like Tolkien's family trees and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. I, well, again, I think it's the reality aspect. Yeah, I, I actually was going to go back to that because each time we're coming to a point where, like, yeah, I may have the Cullen family mapped out, yeah. but that's fiction versus you know my actual genealogy, which would be. Facts. So yeah, so maybe maybe Amanda, you had the right point that once you cross over into fantasy, there's no yeah, there's real no helping back. it. You're you're gonna get labeled 
and the all the stereotypes are gonna you know they're they're on your heels because uh, I mean uh, like Tony, Tony Harris made all the backhanded remarks about all the male geeks and how you know he essentially painted them as like from the fifties with the horn and glasses with the tape over the center uh, you know uh, overbite. Waistband D- up to the belly button. Didn't Michael J. Fox like break hips. that whole thing? Like Back to the Future, we have our true geek now. That's the Michael J. Fox kind of persona. No, okay, let's continue and just forget I said that. You're giving me that look, and I hate that look. I never really thought of him as I a geek, and that he was doing. definitely not one of the popular. Kids, well, he was. He was. He was shunned. He was beat up. He was. You know, and he was but not a geek though. I was wish he... Comic Cons were full of Michael J. Fox. Yeah. It was just an that asshole. Would nice. That would be nice. <laughs> But I always felt that he was kind of the outcast, like the the no. proverbial, like like that was what I, I don't no. know, aspire to. But a little, a little bit, not to the extent of being a full on geek though. Like he well, had okay. Biff, of course, was well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Biff, Biff's the 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 antagonist, right? He's he, he's just he's just a dick. But was he one of the popular kids? I don't think so. I think he no, was, he was because he no, had the he, he had the car, he had the girl, he had all his cronies. I had a car. I was never that popular. But did you go and seek out someone and manure them? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm going back Biff to that. Didn't movie. do that. That yeah. was an accident. It does. He, but he he set out const- to him. It's constantly going out Good. of his way to that fuck with this guy. That was karma coming back to shit so, on him. So Biff wasn't one of the popular kids. Biff was just a bully. Biff was be, just a bully. You, you can be a bully I, and not be one of the yeah, popular. Well, true. Because Biff was a bully to it seemed everybody. He oh, had okay. his buddies, and then that was it. But was Biff on, like was he on the football team or anything? Or we, we have no idea. I know. I'm I'm really like kind of shocked. So Marty here. was. Although he, I think he had a Letterman jacket. Maybe you're thinking yeah. of Chet from Weird Science. <laughs> Oh no! I have Chet no, was an actually, asshole. No, before but we, we never know if Chet was. Before cool. we forget this, so science. I'm thinking like, let's take somebody. We're talking about what makes a geek. What if you have a super intelligent person with like low social skills? They're not into the same kind of Comic Con stuff that the rest of us are in, but they're just they have a lot of those stereotypical qualities. Don't people call them a geek as well? I think it depends on. If they have applicable life skills, or that's not. true. True. Yeah. It, if they're if they're like a if they're actually working in a working laboratory. Yeah. And, like if they're know, a rocket scientist. Yeah. Then yeah. it's okay. You probably wouldn't call. It. But if they're like well, building then, things in their backyard, well, I think it comes then, down to the socialness. Like if you were able to have a social, like you, you could be a rocket scientist, but you could be a complete shut in. So then you would probably be called you know, a geek or a nerd. But if yeah. you were able to actually have a conversation with somebody and still be the rocket scientist that you are. Yeah. I think that you would probably not get that label as probably. much. Probably, probably. Well, I think I think the initial impression that people may have of you, based off of you know stereotypes, uh, you know, they would call you like a nerd. Because I think nerds usually uh, you know more associated with intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you kind of prove to them, oh no, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't carry these stereotypes. So that is, like, I mean, I know that there aren't, I know there aren't like rock the, solid definitions of geek and nerd, but a geek has the fantasy element in the Comic-Con thing. A nerd is super intelligent. Well, no, I think, I think nerds definitely have, or, or can have uh, everything a geek has. It's right. just, I think, uh, and we kind of talked about this a long time ago. We tried to try to build a classification table of uh, nerds, geeks, dweebs, dorks. Um, but uh, it seemed that the the nerds were kind of the same as, as a geek, but on a higher intellectual level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so maybe their interests 
although still comic books may be well, you know, here, more here's, high literature. Here's the difference. You have a Star Trek... Vertigo, a, a, a Star Trek geek may like Star Trek, but a Star Trek nerd might understand actually how the Enterprise works. Yeah. I actually go by... That's a good definition. Like, I can take that. Like, like a, lot of, uh, a lot of the nerdist uh, stuff and like the corners, like Chris Hardwick. Yes, he likes comic books and he likes all this stuff, but he's really intelligent and he, you know, is, is a big fan of the space program. Right. And, you That's know, true. real science. As, right. as I, you know, like I could be on the other side of that. I'm like, those are all things You're I like, recognize. I, I, I like Mythbusters. That's pretty yes. neat. We can go into space. I like these pretty drawings a lot more. <laughs> exactly. Did exactly. you ever see Firefly? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. This is pretty cool, guys. It's I mean, shiny. that's like Spaceship, right? Yeah. When, do, when do I get, you know, six Ray shooters? Ray guns and... and hoverboards. Come on. Oh, still keep talking about hoverboards. Years. Three more years. Two more years. Two more years. Hoverboards. Well, I Hover, suppose hoverboards that's the deadline. Hoverboards would be phenomenal. Then they'd probably have a weight limit on it. And I'd be I'd be fine even if they had just like like a working prototype that I'd nobody like, could afford to buy. But I just want to buy see a video of somebody like five on and duct tape you them get all a together, pit bull, dude. It's got power. They'd be like, "You can't be six foot five to ride this," and I'm like, "You guys are assholes." <laughs> and I just zip on by. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "I'm sure." You can get a hover Segway. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and they would suck because <laughs> then it'd be Job. <laughs> My first day on a fucking hoverboard is just all day. That's how we tested out strollers. So, <laughs> test out strollers. When me and my wife went to test out strollers, they had an MP3 player in the one, and I'm like, oh, if we're gonna test this out, Back to the Future, and I was trying to do 88, and Babies Are Us. Nice. Why a stroller? It was what we were testing out, and it was like a car kind of thing. I don't know. It was either that or Batman. Those were my two go-to driving-ish, you know, songs. I do the same thing when I go grocery shopping. You should see me sometimes. And on the grocery cart? You're yes. just trying to get it up to 88 miles per hour? I just like skimming around on the back of it. It's fun. So well, this granted. little definition we were talking about, geeks and dorks and everything. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> what do I qualify? That is that Andrew turn Paul a in this dorky, one. I don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. I like to ride on the back of a shopping cart. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't judge. I'm just trying to pin down Actually, the definition. Actually, I, I set a really bad example. I did the Costco ones are my favorite because they were the sturdiest of the shopping carts. Oh, okay. And I had loaded that sucker up, and I was very, like, they had a lot of top heavy to it. Nice. I came flying around the corner, and this little kid saw me doing it, and you could tell he was going to do it the minute he had a chance. Oh. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to hurt himself, and it's going to be all my fault. Warping young minds. What you're doing. I'm sorry. It's just so much fun. <laughs> and it cuts my walk time in half. Your kid is going to grow up and have some fun. I can see that. Oh, it's so, going to be a yeah. grand old time. Oh, yeah. Sit on the front. <laughs> Woo! There's little things like that that I look forward to maybe someday having children. I'm like, yeah. oh. All those things that I'm too old and big to do now. Oh, yeah. I just live vicariously through them. Go down that water slide that I don't want to go down. <laughs> that looked a lot of fun. It was scary. Let's do it again. No! <laughs> Well, one thing I did kind of want to talk about mm -hmm. is the fact that this is coming from a creator. Mm. Yeah. And it, at this point, it's not just someone So, real quick, Tony Harris, uh, any big-breasted women in his artwork? or um, I don't really. Or risque? I, I honestly don't follow his work. Like, I know of Ex Machina. Yeah, I know, I know of Supreme. I don't, I don't I'm know not even of it sure. I think he's the artist. Either, but something I have been hearing a lot relating to this is that, no, he's one of the very few artists who does not... Overly sexualized women. Oh, okay. I'm typing in his name right now. Images. Um, well, let, let me ask you, Amanda. Um, 
being, you know, being the the, the cosplay representative for the podcast, um, when when comparing what Peacock said and what Tony Harris said, they essentially said the same thing. But Tony Harris is in the industry. Does that kind of uh, add any kind of extra sting? Because yes, okay, yeah, it 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 definitely felt like it. Like it would be much worse if you know someone who is uh, genuinely affiliated with what. I'm putting so much time to what I really care about and they just kind of throw that back in my face. Oh yeah, it hurts a lot because that's that's one of the best things about conventions is the degree of interaction you can have with your favorite artists and writers and other fans. And so when, yeah, exactly, it's like you're getting put down by someone who you're kind of doing it for. Yeah. Like you're showing an appreciation of their medium and maybe not... Tony Harris's work specifically, but his industry and things that theoretically he would like and be supportive of too. Mm-hmm. And so that that was one of the things that made it so much more hurtful and defensive than just you know some random guy on a keyboard. Especially when he's saying specifically that not only does he not approve, but he says that you're doing harm to what he does. And you're like, exactly. I'm trying to support you. I'm trying to do the exact opposite of what you're mm-hmm. saying. So uh, just briefly going through his artwork, it's awesome, but no, he, he really doesn't. There's only been one thing in Ex Machina that actually was kind of sexualized, but everything else has been relatively tame. Like, it's especially in comparison to, because, you know, comic art is, you know, there is that aspect, but there's very few and far between. Hmm. So, All right, so I mean, he's he's one of those guys, and like it's that that's it, fine it, if you don't want to follow that trend. But. It, it just gives him a little bit of, I wouldn't say yeah, credit, he, but it makes it a little bit. It would be harder he's to not tag contributing to the problem. Yeah, yeah, it'd be harder to tag him as a hypocrite if he was like yeah. with all these. Well, that would be that would yeah. be great if we could. Yeah, but, but no. Um, but um, but nevertheless, he, he he makes this you know terribly. Broad. Blanket statement. Yeah. Yeah. Blanket statement. Yeah. He hurt Amanda's feelings, guys. He did. And that's he wrong. Really it is very wrong. It's time to mob. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but that's one of the best parts of dressing up and going to conventions is, especially if it's an artist who draws that character. Mm-hmm. Like once oh, yeah. I when I know that an artist I really really like is going to be at a convention, I'll try and you know adjust my schedule accordingly. And so that's one of the best things ever. And what a great compliment for them to have you show up as one of their characters and be just like, this is how much I love your work right here. I'm this wearing is your work. I'm wearing your work. I would just hope so. Awesome. Like, especially when you do tailor it specifically to one artist's particular rendition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these, a lot of the costumes, you know, look pretty much the same, but each artist adds, you know... A certain These flavor. earrings or a heel mm-hmm. that's a this high yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, because yeah. there, there's a difference between like Adam Hughes kind of Wonder Woman versus just generic Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you've met Stan Lee. Wow. I have. That's it cool. was amazing. I cried. <laughs> I bet. I probably would too. <laughs> um, it, it it seems, I don't know, like I I, th- I think it's, it's obvious I genuinely uh, have a... Uh, a difficulty in trying to understand um, this this position that that he has. I just I just don't see any validity in it other than you're stupid. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe no one's dressed up as any of his characters. You know what? Sad. Maybe that's you know the what? reason. He's jealous. I wonder what would even happen. Like, if someone did do a a really good costume of mm-hmm. one of his female characters, would he be angry? 
Or would he then filter that into one of his little boxes? Like, yeah, well, this one's okay. That, that one's cool. He did clear a few of the cosplayers. So, so the ones he knows. We're yes. going to have an ex machina, like, meet up at his booth. Well, you know what? At this point, Hire I say fuck him. strippers <laughs> just to come and do it. No, no, no. Perfect. Let's throw it in his face. Male yeah. strippers. Because <laughs> they'd be more fun. Hot cops. Well, according to him, male cosplayers aren't even a thing. So. Oh, no. No, it's... It's a thing. Which is yeah. funny. When we were talking about like models, they have no interest other than furthering their career. The only person I've ever met who did that was a guy. He was a photographer, and he was dressed up in a Tony Stark outfit. He was a nice guy. I remember him. But he, he, he was okay. But He, he came was, off douchey. Yeah, he was totally there. You could tell he was. Uh, you know what? Fair Could be. I, I think he picked a character closest to his I personality. Think right. But, you know, he... He was so only there to further his career. Yeah. That's all he was. He doing. could have stayed in that in the front section before the the doors into the the floor. He could have stayed there all day and never cared what was on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of. But neither Peacock awesome. nor the latest article mentions the guys who do this. It's all only about so you got to look. Nah, are and they? They're they're dressing just as skimpy at this point, oh, yeah. doing the the cross gender. Uh, oh, yeah. the crossplay? Uh, the, the rule 64? Sorry. Yeah. Damn you, Cyclops. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it seems almost outrageous that uh, cosplay has really picked up such a significant uh, um, pendulum upswing just recently that already uh, it's getting shaken up to, you know, uh, cross-gender costumes and whatnot. I love that. I love cross gender and cross um, cross play cross genre. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. Mash up. Oh, like like steampunk X Men and yeah, or even weirder stuff. I'm fine with any of it. Like, what if the X Men were cavemen? I'm totally okay with. That. <laughs> oh, what a great idea! Because we saw the X Men Flintstones. Yeah. Oh, we saw yeah, steampunk everything too. last year, but yeah, but, but a caveman too. one. Wow. Oh, okay. That's, that's an idea. I nearly I nearly lost my shit when I saw. Um, Power, power girl, man. Oh yeah! Like that dude. One, only a handful of dudes can play. All right, I gotta ask the question. No hole. No hole. No. Just little white, tidy whitey Green Lantern. It's not gonna be the hole down below, or you just gotta. Well, I think. So um, your ball cleavage? No, just like a maybe a shaft going down or something. Oh, what? (laughs) What they were going for with that is their idea. I think. I think I read something about this on Uh, Tumblr or something like that, is that for Power Girl, the main attraction is, you know, her bust, whereas for Power Guy, it's the abs. Uh, That's what everyone wants to see. Oh, interesting. That's actually a good point. Like two abs (laughs) hanging up? (laughs) (laughs) Or just Um, that ab crest? (laughs) Uh, the the male huntress was uh, about as good. That was a very accurate costume. But you know who started this whole crossplay thing, right? No. Manfei? Anybody? Oh. Man fang. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, like, we got $5 off his T-shirt for slapping his ass. I've never seen Man fang. Wait. Be thankful. I don't think I've ever seen Man <laughs> No, because he's actually, I think he's outlawed now. <laughs> like, Anime Expo had a real problem oh, with really? him. Because, like, he was, like, he hiked those shorts up pretty high. Yeah. And you're just like, it's funny, but you're kind of grossing me out. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because that goes with like the the douchey the douche guys the guys that are walking around with just the the plastic Wolverine mask from Target you know you know just walking around like I'm Wolverine oh, where's your shirt your claws oh but I see you have a dog speedo tags on. all right where's your straw hat come on dude he's Which like Wolverine I got a cigar so many options and you didn't go for any of them so. 
You're really not selling me on this Wolverine. Yeah. I'm Weapon X. <laughs> there, there's definitely kind of a pressure. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, why are you even putting pictures of yourself as this character when so-and-so does it so much better? It's like, well... Because everybody's got their own interpretation. Hello? You know? mm-hmm. Also, maybe you only think the other well, person's Well, it's, it's actually, you know what, this is interesting. This is a fun, a fun t- a topic real quick. Um, it's the, um, I want to call it corporate espionage and cosplay things. Like people try to dissect costumes and figure out how they pull that off so they can do it and do it better. My wife, uh, if you guys are familiar with Sailor Moon, they have Odongo. It's like this big ball. Nobody does it for real. My wife used to do it for real. She'd actually wrap her, her real hair, real hair, and she could do it. And it blew everyone's mind because they're like, "Oh, that's a really good wig." And she's like, "It's not a wig. That's my actual hair. I actually have, you know, that yellow hair wrapped up in a." You can make a name for yourself doing well. Yeah, and everyone, elements. everyone was like, hey, "How do you do that?" And she's like, "You know, it's kind of like a company secret." Trade, trade secret. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know that feeling. Like with one of my costumes in particular, I did a lot of interesting things that I guess people hadn't really seen before. And so when they would ask me, I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a total bitch, but I don't know if I want to tell. Yeah. I kind of want to be the only person who does this. Yeah. And I think it's totally valid. I don't see any reason I don't know, though, because it's not like it's some... It's not like it's some major thing. You know, it's like, should I really be proud that I'm the first person to figure out yes. gluing this weird stuff to my skin? Yes, yeah. you should. Yes, but, but you should. Okay, here's the, the thing. It's, it was on Pinterest and it blew my mind and actually kind of took away. The Harry Potter wands. Have you seen this, this post? Oh, I saw that one. I okay, did, I did. so essentially they were showing you how to make Harry Potter wands. And how ridiculously easy it is. Like with a lathe? Or? No, you take, you take a stick. Uh, yeah, a chopstick. Chopstick, glue gun, and you just make weird shapes, and then oh. you paint it brown, and it looks like it looks authentic, really perfect. That may be the way they did it for the movie. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Is it really that easy? Like all this time, I've been spending like X amount of dollars to get that wand, and I could just hundreds, yeah, hundreds, hundreds of, dollars of dollars for some of these, a freaking wand." And they're like, "Oh, check it out!" And you know, biggity bam, there's another pantomime for the podcast um, <laughs> of glue gunning a chopstick. But you know, it's interesting though because like it took away almost, and I want to, I mean, it's not a pun, it's it's true, the magic of Harry Potter for me because like like here it is something so simple and easy and you're just like well if it was really that easy it kind of took away that that but it doesn't feel right it doesn't have the right weight or the right balance well no because you don't have oleester you know well the wand chooses you you don't choose the <laughs> wand but you know but even the replica ones you get are like resin cast yeah little they can have texture in them. and they have one for scale and you're like that's not accurate <laughs> It's a keychain. <laughs> oh, that Yoda one. They gave that out. Oh, I forget what you got it with. You, you bought something, and it was like a Yoda. And lightsaber. They, lightsaber. But they didn't put the one for scale. They just, Yoda lightsaber. I'm like, well, oh, it's, it's going to be small. but And then you get it, and you're like, that, that's, oh, that's, nah. weak. that's really small. And no. Wait, Yoda's hand would be like this, right? Does it does it light up even? No. It's just oh, like a keychain. No sound house. effects. Lame. It's a Christmas tree ornament. I was like, damn, you guys. That's fair. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I wish I could say that, like, that, that there's, there's, there's headway that we made that, uh, of, of figuring out why this or how come, how come this, I think what it just really boils, boils down to is Tony Harris, kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is no, no real way. I mean, there never, there never was a real way just, to really say geek or not. But. It really feels kind of like uh, like they're throwing – it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the stigma that furries have. Just kind of like that stigma and I'm just like, you know, 
there are good like okay we've talked about furries endlessly <laughs> but you know there you can't group people like that like yeah like there there is a valid thing to freedom but I don't get it, but that, that's a life lesson. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it seems like we're constantly as a community like rediscovering this, like re going through this kind of this whole thing. And it's weird because that's what we were we dealt with. It it reminds me of the first time going to a goth club and watching all the goths sit on the wall and make fun of anyone that was dancing. You know, you're like you were ostracized because of this and you're ostracizing In your somebody own else. Community. Yeah, why In your own community of misfits and outcasts. You're ostracizing you're people. Still yeah. being ostracized by your own people. We'll talk about why we have to still keep learning the same lesson. The Joe Peacock article was in August. Why are we doing this again now? Why is this coming up? Didn't everything needed to be said get said then? No, Apparently it's probably animosity. Well, no, because people are still getting personally offended by things that don't seem to affect them personally much at all. It's true. Or honestly, financially, I doubt. I doubt uh, Tony Tony Harris is really losing money. Because there's some cosplayers around them. Yeah, true. I mean, that just seems outrageous. Yeah. If if anything, you're stopping traffic in front of him. And That's true. And then when they turn around, they're... It's just completely unrelated. Yeah. You, yeah. you get your picture, mm-hmm. and then you look around to get your bearings. Oh, look, here's Tony Harris. That's shit. Tony Harris. Oh, wow. He doesn't like cosplay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I will not buy anything okay. from this person. Now it's going to be, there's Tony Harris, the idiot who went off on yeah. the internet. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. see how you do the next uh, convention him. there, mm-hmm. Tony. Good luck. <laughs> I can't imagine him even being asked to appear at another one. Because what's he going to do? Is he going to... I would be kind of afraid he'd yell at me. Yeah. Seriously. He's going to get the caution tape and line like the area around his booth. No cosplayers yeah. within 50 feet of this booth. <laughs> yeah, I got a restraining order. Fuck <laughs> him. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, ex-machina meetup. <laughs> Don't hear his booth. <laughs> Whatever the next convention is. I'm going to dress up as a slutty one of his characters. One of the female <laughs> ones. Sexy Ex Machina. Yeah. I don't think the character was named Ex Machina. I know, but that's I don't even know. I know of the book, and I know it's supposed to be, yeah. like, the shit. No, like, I've heard, and, you know, I always hear about the, the writing of Supreme Ex Machina. But... This is the rocket pack on the guy? I don't know. Okay, I think the dude has a rocket pack. I always thought it's, Rocketeer. It's down there on the list of, of things I've I've wanted to get into. Yeah, yeah. But now you're well, questioning. Now it. you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. No and, and I'm sorry for whomever the writer. I think Supreme, the writer, is Mark Miller. Um, shit, you know what? I think Ex Machina, the writer, might be Mark Miller too. So bummer for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fuck, fuck. Fuck him. Fuck Tony Stewart. Tony Harris. Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Fuck Tony Stark. And that guy. The guy who was dressed like him, too. What a douchebag. Right. Uh, so, uh, there, I suppose there's, there's really nothing that can really be done other than just simply remind you, once again, we are the world. players are people. We are the people. They're, I mean, like, like I said... I consider a cosplayer to be geekier than I am because you're putting the spotlight on yourself I, going out there. I look at I it get like, to use I get to move anonymously through through a crowd. No one points me out true. and tries to quiz me uh, about why I'm on the floor. That might not even that's not necessarily even a cosplayer thing though. Like you can be a girl in a Green Lantern. Well, shirt. Uh, and, and, and a girl. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, PVP's comic actually just addressed the exact thing you were saying. The lady was like, "Oh yeah, I get quizzed about you know if a male dressed up like that, he's not going to get quizzed on his geekdom." Probably not. Probably and it's not. it's very true. But I mean, I, I think we should take it a step further and realize that cosplay is a form of art, 
And and I think There's, that's I really don't see it any differently than drawing fan art. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. That's right. Some and the time and effort pencil, is so apparent in so many of these thread. costumes. Really awesome stuff. Yeah. A lot, a lot of work goes into it. Mm-hmm. So So man, uh, anything uh, that uh, the the birds of play are doing that you want to promote? Yes, we have an event coming up on November 29th at Golden Apple Comics. And we are doing some live art with Billy Martinez. So you can check that out on Facebook. We've been posting the information on our page, which is facebook.com slash birds of play. Super neat. And, of course, um, most of these Southern California conventions, uh, you, go, you guys like to hit up multiple costumes. Every day, at least, is, is a new costume. So We try to, yeah. Yeah. You know, every time we think, okay, we'll have a casual day, but then, you know, never happens. Never works out. Even the casual day seems to be, uh, you know, walking around in corsets and. Well, yeah, Lauren makes awesome Marvel corsets, so. We will go ahead and give her a pimp. Okay, Lauren makes amazing corsets and cosplay costumes, if anyone wants to get into that. And her page is facebook.com slash castle corsetry. There it is. That's. I like that. You said corsetry. Yeah. It rolls off the tongue. So uh, go ahead and be sure that uh, you've liked both Castle Cors- <laughs> both Castle. <laughs> That's hard. Right. It rolls off the top. It does. It's fun. Corsetry. Corsetry. Yes. So be sure that you've liked. Ca- uh, fuck. <laughs> Same birds of play first. Yeah. So be sure that you've liked Birds of Play and Castle Courtistry so you never miss what's uh, what's going on with the birds. Uh, you can get, you know, some very, very sexy, comic-y uh, corsets. You can get your cosplay on. Uh, and Do they if, work for males? Can yeah. I get a corset? Yeah. Like yes. A bodice? A bodice? Sure. Yeah. They're, very, they're very slimming. Yeah, I heard and that. And she does do men's costumes, too. Okay. Nice. Super neat. Uh, and, of course... Be sure that you've always liked us at Facebook. You're following us on Twitter. You can please subscribe to the YouTube. Videos come up. It we happens. just posted a... There's the Bat Stash. Yeah. Bat Stash just went up uh, last week. You know, I'm, I'm still posting uh, pictures to show you it is really still a thing. Yeah. Amanda? It's here. And you know what? There are still a couple weeks left in November if anyone wants to push for the bat chests. I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, I, I think that's, that. I think that's totally a thing. That's totally still a thing, yeah. Come on now. I have to live. <laughs> yeah, but, How much you know, it's just under... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not much. Well... What would I do? I'm very insecure about myself. <laughs> it's really itchy. It would be really itchy. But for such that's a good cause. I'm, what do we say? 400 likes? For 400 likes, like you could do some the second itchy. biggest reason why I don't want to do the chest piece is it's really going to be itchy. So I that's just, like, what, 130 to go? Something like that? Something yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. 120, actually. And we, we got like... Almost there to 280. We got like 80 in a week at one point, so... Oh, I mean, the, the fans went crazy, and we got a gang of likes in like two weeks it, I mean, how, we how many floored. shares did you get from me? We were super sure this. <laughs> we were so excited at, at the response. Oh, uh, it was phenomenal that that we got, and that you know, pretty much everyone has stuck around. We've continued to gain more likes since then. I got good comments going. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, fun time. Yeah, there's the geek question that's just getting more and more interactive with all the new uh, all the new fans that that we gain. You know, and just participate. Twitter and, and Facebook. That's where mm-hmm. it's at. Uh, also, you can never miss this podcast if you're subscribed to us on iTunes. You know, go ahead and give us a little rate and uh, rate and review there. Helps the podcast out. You know, 
tell people why they should be listening because mm-hmm. we're three big geeks every week who love to talk about everything. And, and then we and get one geek with a bat stash. I mean, what more do you need in life, really? And then there's that fool with the bat stash who should shut his fat mouth. <laughs> Dedicated fool. Dedicated. Because I love this podcast. And I love you guys. I love you guys for. Uh, for, for making this happen, I also like uh, all my podcasters uh, here I'm with. Uh, oh, thank God. I, I, it really would not be fun. It would have been awkward if I left you guys out. Yeah, I know. Seriously. We were waiting. So uh, uh, that's it for this week. I am Anthony Silva. Andrew Plyne. Elizabeth Wallace. And Amanda Shaver. And good geeking.